Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Winamp for Android, the ultimate media player for your desktop and Android device, featuring wireless sync. Download it free at winamp.com slash Android. Video bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. It's time for Net at Night with Amber MacArthur and Leo Laporte. Episode 190, recorded February 22nd, 2011. Save Frank. Net at Night is brought to you by Squarespace.com, a fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to squarespace.com slash night. And by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing. And by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look professional. Get started with a free package at freshbooks.com. Use the offer code NIGHT. It's time for Net at Night from Petaluma, California, U.S. of A. I'm Leo Laporte. And I'm Amber MacArthur from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hello, Amber MacArthur. How are you? Hi, Leo. It's so good to have you back. I had a lot of fun with Sarah, don't get me wrong. But of course, it's nice to see your very tan face. Well, I love you and Sarah together, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to uh, the last few weeks of shows. But thank you, Sarah Lane, for uh, filling in uh, for me. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for hanging in there. And I am back on a great cruise to South America. I'd never really spent any time in South America. So uh, I got a chance to visit. I started in Buenos Aires, visit Argentina. And then uh, we sailed down the coast, went to the Falkland Islands, or as my friends in Argentina prefer, the Malvinas. <laughs> There's a real debate over who owns those islands. As you remember, the little, little war fought over there in 1982. And then uh, we went on uh, through the Chilean uh, fjords, uh, the Beagle Channel and the Magellan Channel. I sailed around, <laughs> I sailed around Cape Horn. Now, this is interesting because normally what you do is you sail around Cape Horn on your way to the west coast of South America. And ultimately, I guess, you know, the gold miners and, the, and, and so forth were trying to get to the, you know, the gold rush in San Francisco. So that's how they went because there was no Panama Canal. But it's treacherous. 50,000 ships have gone down there. And boy, I saw some... Storm video, I'll play it for you sometime, some storm video from a, a, few, a, a December on the same ship with 90-foot with seas. Oh, my goodness. And you just don't know. You get there and you don't know. Well, we had, it was in some ways a little disappointing, a perfect day. Oh, <laughs> it was beautiful. That's good, Leo. So we sailed, and so Cape Horn, I didn't know this, is an island. So it's the, the southernmost tip of South America. And they said, we're going to sail around the island counterclockwise. I said, what? You can't sail around a horn, you know, a tip of a, a continent. Counter- well, it's an island. So we sailed around it counterclockwise, and then we went back up the Beagle Channel, Magellan Channel, then up the west coast of South America, the Chilean fjords, to Punta Arenas and uh, Puerto Montt. And then I landed in Valparaiso, which is an incredible place in Chile, went to Santiago. And then we flew to Lima and to Cusco, which is at 11,000 feet in the Andes. And took a train to Machu Picchu, the Incan lost city of the Incas, and that was amazing. And then what a great trip! Again. It was a really fun, fun trip. It's a, it was a geek cruise. I did some lectures, and uh, if you want to see future geek cruises, there's some great ones coming up. InsightCruises.com 
It was a and you did a few kind of uh, spontaneous meetups along the way, I think. You know, that was kind of neat. So I got to Buenos Aires. I had a couple of days in Buenos Aires because I wanted to visit. I'd always wanted to see Buenos Aires. And uh, the first night out, uh, I tweeted, um, hey, I, I got an evening for dinner. I'm all alone. Jennifer didn't join me until later in the trip. I'm all alone. Um, where should I go? And somebody said, oh, go to Cafe San Juan in San Telmo. It's wonderful. So I said, okay. I'm off, and I and I went to. I said, "Here I am, Cafe San Juan." I, I used Instagram or Pick Please, one of the two, to to post a picture, and then somebody shows up, and then another person shows up. By the time I was done with dinner, there were six people. We had a wonderful meetup. That is so neat, Leo. It was so much fun. In fact, one of them was a reporter for uh, one of the big newspapers in Buenos Aires, La Nación, and they did a great article. He interviewed me and did a great article in Spanish. Which I think it was a good article. I couldn't really. <laughs> you can't really tell. <laughs> I have no idea. And uh, and then uh, I did the same thing for lunch, met some really great uh, Argentinian entrepreneurs. Um, so that was, so boy, social media is kind of neat when you're in a town. Uh, well, I don't know how how well this would work. I mean, I have some fans there, so I guess it worked for me. I'm not sure it would work for everybody, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, really it's neat. pretty neat, though. I mean, it's pretty amazing to think you can do that. And, you know, no matter who you are, just random people will show up. Yeah. And yeah. I, I probably would say, you know, 99% of the time, people are pretty normal. Oh, they right? were great. Oh, 100% mm. of the time. I've yet to meet anybody. Well, let's face it. I'm a little abnormal to begin with. So they all fit well within my... Yeah, maybe you're not the best judge. (laughs) Hey, who do we have on the show today? I'm excited. I am so excited. I know we have both been big fans of Zay Frank for a very long time. And uh, I believe we've had him on a past episode many years ago. Uh, He has agreed to join us again today to talk about a new project that uh, he is involved with called Star.me. And, uh, you know, just talk about all of his other projects. I mean, he's one of the most original characters that I've ever seen on the web. He's just so innovative and uh, creative. So it's always fun to talk to him. Yeah, he's a performer, I would guess. I don't know if how you would categorize it. He's certainly an artist, uh, a visual artist, a performer. People might remember he did a show for in the early days of podcasting, a video show in which he was famous for never blinking. <laughs> yes. Of course, that was so funny. It was such a good show. He's just, you know, he's just such a good performer. So uh, who knows what he's going to do on the show today, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, I remember the last time we talked, he was uh, he was uh, attempting to launch a mainstream media career, a movie, movie career or something like that. So, um, and, and in a way I had, you know, I wasn't going to say anything at the time, but, um, it was, I was like, well, what, why don't you just new media is so cool, Zay. And you're so good at it. Who cares about Hollywood? But I guess everybody has to make a living somehow. It was episode 45 that he was on, by the way, if you want to go back in time. Uh, and, and he's, he- He's been interesting too, Leo. I mean, he's sort of, he's gone through phases on the internet. You know, he kind of does a project and then seems to go away for a little right. bit and then he comes back. And um, so it's been fun to watch his career over the past few years. So there's been a lot going on. Uh, I watched with great interest. We had CNN on the ship, so I was able to, as I'm watching the scenery go by, glance back and forth to CNN and watch an amazing revolution in Egypt started by a Google executive from Egypt on Facebook, powered by Twitter and uh, and the Internet. And of course, Egypt turned off the Internet, didn't work. Well, now the rest of the Arab world's sat up and take notice. It started in Tunisia, I guess, and uh, Libya right now, although it's not going quite as well in Libya. 
but they've turned off the internet and cell phones. And of course, they're shooting people, unfortunately. Oh, uh, I know. The situation there is just so awful. And, you know, thank goodness for social media, even though maybe not, not a lot of information is uh, getting out of that area, there's still enough going around that I think there's a, a greater awareness that the public has because of Twitter and Facebook and, and particularly YouTube. There's a lot happening right now on YouTube and getting some footage out of uh, Libya that is so disturbing. Uh, I read oh. an interesting article. But that's key, uh, on- by the way, getting the mm. footage out. Yes. Because what's happened in the past, you can organize internally, but you've got to get the word out to the rest of the world that this is going on because even mad dictators like Gaddafi are influenced by public opinion and world opinion. Mm-hmm, of course. And of course by boycotts and, 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 you know, and, and, and blockades. So it's very important. And that's where YouTube comes in uh, and is huge. Al Jazeera was huge during the Egyptian uh, crisis. And I was watching Al Jazeera uh, when I could get decent Wi-Fi on uh, the web as well. Because you can't get it here in the U.S. I don't know if you can get it in Canada. but um, I think that you either you will be able to soon or you can now. I know it's definitely uh, 2011 is a year that uh, they will be here. And a lot of people Good. are paying more attention Good. to them. Good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been watching, you know, all of these stories in terms of what's did you, happening. Did you see? I love this. An Egyptian guy is naming his new daughter. He's a 20-something in Egypt. I know. Facebook. 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 I don't know what it means in Arabic, but I just think it's, it's just, it, it says something. They are, they, and, they were, and the, the article that I read this uh, in, I can't remember where I saw it, had a graffiti uh, in uh, Tahrir Square, graffiti of the Facebook logo. I mean, yes. that, Amazing. It's funny because I saw that um, someone had posted it on Twitter and they said, oh, that's so ridiculous. Why would someone do that? And I don't think they totally understood oh. the impact that Facebook yeah. had in Egypt yeah. insofar as the uprising and providing people Huge. with a voice because I just didn't look at it like that. I didn't think it, you know, it was, you know, it may sound odd when you don't know the backstory, but when you hear the backstory, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It was one of the tools that enabled people there to fight for their freedom. And so um, I, I think it's kind of an amazing story to come out of that area. Area. Uh, when I was doing some research for uh, today's show, I also saw a story on Read Write Web, and it reminded me of you because we've talked about .ly domains before. Uh, that you and I wanted of- to start. I had this brilliant mm-hmm. idea. It was like for, for a website. It was going to be your daily action item, DAI, and I wanted to re- register DAI.ly. Oh, and wow. then I found out this was before the .ly domains became common and easy. I have, you know, it's this easy was years now. ago. And I, I looked and I found out, oh, it's Libya. So I asked you, I said, look, I don't think U.S. relations with Libya are good. Maybe you as a Canadian could register it. <laughs> I know. I remember this conversation. And Leo, that must have been, that had to be five, six years yeah, ago, if I'm yeah. correct. It was quite a while ago. So when I saw this headline, I thought, okay, I have to mention this on the show. Um, and the headline is, you know, basically what happens to .ly domains when Libya goes offline and they are blocking internet access. So a really interesting article. They interviewed the uh, CEO of Bitly, and that, of course, is a .ly. LY domain as well. And he goes into a, a sort of a, a process, a long process of explaining the way that uh, those domains work and how they, for the most part, probably won't go offline because there are root servers in different locations and they should be protected. And well, there's I thought you two, really of the, two of the root name servers are in Oregon and one is in the Netherlands. So presumably they, they'll stay online, especially since it's revenue for the Libyan government. Um, they can they can block you know they use border gateway protocol they block it through these routers and they could probably block Oregon and, and the Netherlands somehow but why are they going to do that is all they care about is blocking their people 
Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess for people out there who are wondering what's going to happen with those domains, uh, they should stay online, although you never really know, but uh, it looks positive. It does uh, raise yeah. the moral issue, though. Should we be using .ly domains? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I remember back to when we had this conversation and we were just chit-chatting. You decided not to, I don't believe you registered that domain name. Um, And uh, I guess it's also a little risky. I mean, for people out there who are depending on um, domain names from other countries for their businesses, you just really kind of never know. So uh, I don't know, although it's become so popular, especially with URL shorteners, oddly enough. Right. Well, I've got got a uh, leo.am is one of my domain names, and that's Armenia. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it does make me a little nervous because it, all of these, you know, .tv, we use twit.tv. That's uh, Tuvalu, uh, which is a Pacific, tiny little Pacific island um, because the .coms are all taken, frankly. Yeah. And I think twit.tv is a great domain name, and it's short. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's nice and short. And I think that's what everybody's looking for. So um, a really interesting read. If you want to check out the article on Read Right Web, I'm sure we'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. So you can uh, look it up. So Leo, I just, it was so funny when I came across it. I just thought back to our conversation uh, many years ago and you kind of said, ah, I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. You know, yeah. <laughs> relations with Libya aren't great. Well, at first I thought, well, there's no way I could do it. The government, the U.S. government will prevent it. But then I also thought maybe it's not the right message to send either, you know? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was wrong about that. So uh, lots of other news, uh, particularly with Facebook. And this was just announced a couple of days ago that Facebook has broadened its relationship status options. Uh, so, uh, you know, when you update your status on uh, Facebook, as far as your relationship status, it usually had the options if you were single, married, divorced, uh, widowed, but they didn't really have And, they, and the very famously, it's complicated. They were it's the ones who created that one. I like that one a lot. Yes. One of my favorites, of course. Uh, so they've actually added a couple of new options. One is civil unions and the other one Great. is domestic partnerships. Yay. Yeah. So I thought that was a, a move in the right direction, you know, especially for people, uh, whether you're from the gay and lesbian community or you're just living with someone and, and you've been together for a long time, you consider it, you know, a pretty serious relationship, but there was no way to define that on Facebook. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think people probably would just say married, but uh, still, it's nice to have it accurate. But then when you go and you say you're married or you use a, ter- use a term that isn't actually accurate, you know what happens, Leo. Your entire Facebook community <laughs> jumps on you and says, Why are you, you were married? You know, so right. there's a lot of, uh, well, sort of repercussions to changing your status. You saw the breakup notifier, right? I sure did, yeah. <laughs> this, this cracks me up. This is so funny. So uh, just on the heels of this announcement of expanding the the relationship status options, uh, there was an app announced, a Facebook app called the Breakup Notifier. So you can find out if people maybe you have crushes on or people you like, you can find out if their relationship status changes and you could potentially pursue them or stalk them, (laughs) which seems more likely. And uh, this is just a a funny thing. And, you know, I'm surprised it's taken this long to develop something like that, to be honest. Yeah, because it's really, it's it's kind of like um, those eBay auction sniping programs where you watch, it watches the auction for you and then jumps in at the last minute. Or oh, yeah. even better, the the domain name uh, monitoring oh, yes. programs where, you know, I'd like leo.com. And as soon as that's available, I want that one. So yeah. you get your eyes say, hey, she's kind of cute. Uh, oh, she's in a relationship. Well, let me just make sure that as soon as she's not, it'll let me know. I know. So you will get notified. <laughs> Do you right feel like away. now? Wait a minute. Is that stalking? If if somebody did that to you, would you feel 
stalked? I wouldn't feel stalked. I think I use stalking as kind of, you know, a loose term, but the reality is, uh, no, I think it, you know, hopefully just people who have crushes and are happy to hear that someone that they like uh, is no longer in a relationship. And would you be uh, flattered you know, by it? suppose so. I guess it's flattering. You know, it's really funny because for a long time I had single on my Facebook account and I didn't change it for years and years uh, because basically I just didn't want to have that whole reaction. where That people whole conversation. Sudden, yeah. What so, <laughs> I know. So I ended up uh, hiding my relationship status, which is, is right. I would like to say it's easy to do in Facebook, but it's not like right. anything in Facebook in your privacy settings. You have to dig through it a little bit, um, but you can do it if you want to get out of this world altogether and, and hide your status that it is possible to go into your account settings, into privacy, and then decide only to share your relationship status with yourself, oddly enough. <laughs> I remember, um, I guess it was interested in men or interested in women was one of those info fields. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I just remember having to edit my profile because it came off like, <laughs> I'm yeah, I know. I'm interested in women. <laughs> it wasn't that wasn't exactly what I was trying to communicate. So I just I left that one unchecked. Exactly. But Leo, I mean, with some of those different settings, it just makes me think of the movie, The Social Network in the early days of Facebook. And you can just tell that that was right. um, you know, created within a university or college environment. Right. Right. Oh, and then this one, show my sex in my profile. I am male and I'm interested in women. <laughs> just, I, that's creepier than, you know, I'm singular. So let me, so, let me, so this, this is now in the profile, profile, basic information. You'd think it'd be in basic information. It's not, Leo. You have to, it's in relationship. Um, oh, what is Activities it? and interests? No, no, it's not. Sports? It's in, no, relationship. I got to go into my Facebook Featured account. people? I don't even see relationships. It's, it's oh, here it is. It's in featured people. Featured people. Yeah. Single in a relationship, engaged, married, it's complicated. And then they've added in an open relationship, interested in women, widowed. Oh, God. How about widowered? If you're a guy, can you be widowed? I don't know. Separated, divorced in a civil union. So those are the... But don't you think it's kind of dumb that they've got a list? Shouldn't you be able to put whatever the heck you want, whatever pros you want in relationship status? Uh, it's not as dumb as the category they put it in <laughs> with, what is it, featured people? Featured people. Why wouldn't that be in your basic information? I mean, that for many people, I, I don't want to say it, but it kind of defines them, right? <laughs> oh, you can add, uh, so, okay, I see why. Because you could add a picture of your husband or wife there. You could add a picture of your family there. You see, I've not done that. But this must be something people, new. so odd. I'm a featured person. Yes, my wife is a featured person. It's just so odd, that whole setup. And then they make it difficult to hide that information. Where, you know, I, don't, I never understood why you couldn't decide within those pages, within your account, right there, exactly. you know, under featured people. Why can I not decide to hide it there? I have to go into my privacy settings. And then the average person is going to get lost and decide not to do it altogether. Um, nonetheless, they have had a lot of praise from uh, different communities out there who have been happy that they've added those different categories. You know, it's about time. I mean, it's 2011, uh, civil unions and <laughs> domestic partnerships are nothing new, right? Mazzy in the chat room gives me the answer, by the way, as to why the drop down. It's easier to sell advertising if you know what category people are in. Yeah, that is exactly true, too. Yeah. Exactly true. So um, a few other stories, Leo. I guess we you want to wait to get Zay on? Uh, yeah, let, let's get Zay on and we'll get some more of the, let's get okay. Zay on. Sounds like we've got some new noble gas we've invented. We will get Zay on in a moment. But before we do that, I do want to mention our friends at Squarespace. Would you mind? 
Of course. I think I know uh, somebody who uses Squarespace in your in your life. Chris Dick, yes. who is your your partner and a photographer, uses Squarespace. Uh, for does he still use it for his portfolio? Yeah, he sure does. At uh, uh, if you go to chrisdick.com and click on I think my website, it uh, it goes over to his Squarespace account where he has his portfolio portfolio yeah. of all of uh, his work, a lot of video work there as well that oh, that's he showcases. Neat. It's Squarespace is a web design tool. Now, I bet you say this in your speeches. I don't know. I gave a, a talk on on the cruise on uh, social media, the new social media, I called it, because it's really been around since, you know, the earliest days of the Internet has been social, but the new social media. And one of the things I said is, yeah, you should have a Facebook page. You should have a Twitter presence. You should be on Flickr and YouTube and all that stuff. But you've got to have your own website. If you don't have your own website, you're kind of missing the boat. Don't you agree? Leo, I could not agree more. And so many people forget about that and they don't realize that your website is the place where you should be directing everybody from exactly. those other social media sites. It's your home base. You own it. It's the only thing you own, really. Right. And Facebook can throw you out. Uh, Twitter, well, I mean, there's just no information there at all. What are you going to link to on Twitter? Your Facebook page? No. You're going to link to your Squarespace page. That's what you're going to do. And here's how you do it. Go to squarespace.com slash N8. I actually think it's... Slash night. I've got it wrong on the lower third. If you're watching on video, just ignore that. Squarespace.com slash N-I-G-H-T. And you'll see right there on the page a green button that says try it for free. This is how easy it is to create your Squarespace page. You don't need a credit card. You just give it a name, a password, an email address. And that's just so you could They're not going to sell it or anything. That's just so that you can recover the password if you forget it. And a little CAPTCHA so robots can't use this. Like that IBM Watson, man, that thing. Scary that, stuff, That's scary yeah. stuff. We should talk about that, but we'll do that in a bit. Um, and then you've got a site for two weeks free, no credit card, nothing. And you can play with it. You can you can play with the design. You can play with the stats. They've got a great iPhone and iPad app, photo galleries, forums, form building. Of course, connections to all the social media. So you're not leaving Facebook behind. You're not leaving Twitter behind. You're just using their widgets so that they're included and look at the control you've got not just over the widgets but over the whole design it's just simple you know sliders drag and drop couldn't make it easier if you've done you know you've tried to do a wordpress site or other sites when you see this you go oh why couldn't it be this easy any arbitrary rss you just include it all it's so great now once you've got it set up You've got a site, try it. You can even import your uh, data from your existing site. They support all the major APIs. By the way, they also support exports, so you're never tied to Squarespace. I think that's important, too. Freedom of information. It should flow both ways. Definitely. And if you decide to buy, very affordable. Starts at $12. That's not just for the software. That's for the hosting and the software. So you get great hosting, never down hosting, because... Squarespace uses a very sophisticated Java-based virtual server system that makes sure that there's always enough bandwidth for you. Always. Squarespace.com slash night. Try it free for two weeks. That's all I can say. you got to have your own site on the net. Squarespace is the way to do it. It's just that simple. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. So uh, while I'm uh, dialing up Zay on the, uh, on the horn, on the blower, as it were, <laughs> would you uh, just, I don't know, set this up? Yeah, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was reading about a site that had just launched. It's kind of like a personal splash page, but you could, you know, give sort of digital high fives to people out there who were doing a good job, almost like little stars that you got when you were in kindergarten. And I read that Zay Frank is behind this. And so uh -huh. Sarah and I were talking and thought he should get on the show. Star.me. It's in closed beta, so you can't do it yet. 
but you can check it out a little bit and there's sort of a sneak peek and I, I believe it was TechCrunch that had an article about uh, um, the site itself. I was kind of surprised to hear that uh, Zay was involved with it, but of course, at the same time, thinking that uh, would love to chat with him a little bit more about it and uh, see, uh, you know. What Why were you surprised? Why would you be surprised that a man who never blinks... There he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's all warmed up. I don't know. <laughs> Look at those eyes. I just never know what he's going to do. Hi, Zay. Hey, how are you? Great to talk Good. to you again. Uh, Good to talk to you. What you, you been up to now? Yeah, thank you. I'm a professional radio Yeah, actually, announcer. when it goes high, not so much, but I really like it low. <laughs> I can't help it, Zay. Sometimes I get excited. <clears throat> so, um... The last time we talked, because you'd done the video thing and you'd stopped, you very famously stopped doing the, the podcasts, despite their vast and huge success. And you were off to mainstream media. You were, you were going to have a career in Hollywood. Was I? I think you said I, that. I, I, I'm not sure that I said that. I think that, that uh, a number of articles said that. Oh. Um, but I, I actually never said that. I, uh, I did get a chance to, um, to do a couple projects uh, that, that were a lot of fun. I, I got to write a movie um, with uh, a, a really brilliant writer uh, who's, uh, who works on South Park. Um, but, uh, but beyond that, it was not a very... Uh, a, a very aggressive play towards uh, media, <laughs> partially because they wouldn't have me. Oh, they'd be lucky to have you. So what have you been doing for the past uh, few years? I know that's a long time to update us on, but uh, give us the highlights, perhaps. Uh, well, let me tell you about every time I showered. Okay. okay. The first time I there. showered. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I sort of... Um, I took a while to 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 write uh, to learn how to write, uh, and then um, you know kept uh, one one foot firmly in the interactive world. I, my my focus uh, shifted quite a bit uh, because you know after the show, uh, obviously that was there was a lot of tiredness that that came with that. You did that and, daily, and, right? I mean, it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of work, and and you know the the, the rewards of it were were amazing, and and the you know all the folks that uh, participated in the show were incredible. Uh, but the thing that I uh, came out of it uh, wanting more of was the was the sort of like uh, close kind of like personal contact that um, that I'd had with the audience. So I, I, there's a, a whole series of projects that uh, span the last few years. I mean, that's a long time. This is coming up on five years since the show uh, since the show ended. Uh, thank you. There's a screenshot of my very all very, the things you did. Uh, Holy camoly! Yeah. And it's organized in a way so that it's overwhelming and impossible <laughs> to navigate. And I take it's not easy to design a, a site like that because uh, what with all we've learned about interaction. Um, but uh, so I, I did Color Wars, which was uh, I think that was fun. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the first uh, social games on Twitter. That was on Twitter, um, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, so that was a, that was a really uh, an interesting thing uh, for for myself tell, and the guys that uh, worked on it. Tell us what that was, just so for to because this was in there. This is like two thousand eight, maybe early days of Twitter. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, early days of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> ages ago. Uh, what? What was that sound? <laughs> was me <laughs> laughing? That I'm didn't ex- sound like a laugh. It was a plosive. <laughs> uh. 
No. So I remember Color Wars, and you got you like picked a team, and you made your avatar be a color, right? With or colorized. In fact, the very beginnings of it were all all I did was I I changed my avatar to uh, to to my face, and it said blue team on it, and I said I'm on the blue team. What team are you on? Color Wars are coming. Perfect. Uh, Within 24 hours, 10,000 people had self-assigned them uh, themselves to teams (laughs) without uh, knowing what Color Wars was. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know what it was at that point. I did it. Did you yeah, do it, Leo? Yeah, yeah. I did it. And so, it, it got to be a game like what what weird color you could pick, how how bizarre yeah. the color could be. Yeah, Team Puce. Yeah. Uh, mm. But uh, what, what, we, we sort of scrambled in the background. Eric Kastner was a big part of this. Uh, he was a, an amazing uh, programmer. And uh, we put together a, a, no, a whole series of games with the notion that you could have uh, very, very distributed games around the web with uh, you know the support of APIs and things like that. So we had games uh, that took advantage of uh, machine tags in Twitter, uh, sorry, in Flickr, uh, where we played a huge game of Rochambeau, uh, where people could uh, throw their gestures. Uh, we played uh, Scavenger Hunt in Google Street View for for things like The Loneliest Person, um, and and a lot of like really fun games that were kind of distributed across a lot of different platforms. Um, and uh, a number of uh, folks came into sponsor it and uh some really wonderful things came out of it including a project that continues uh called young me now me uh which uh, is a, a project where you restage photographs of yourself uh from your oh, childhood as that. an adult um and wow. uh, it's been going on since 2008 uh, and a book is coming out uh just in time for the holidays look for it i get the, the feeling holidays, like in a year <laughs> No. What do you mean in a year? No. This year. What, you mean Lincoln's birthday holidays? What holiday? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's actually going to be released every holiday. <laughs> I, I okay, always get I the, don't know where to go next. I always get the feeling, Zay, that you're um, kind of, I don't want to say performance artist, but but that you're, you're, you're experimenting with the internet as performance. Is that fair? Well, it really depends on what you mean by performance. I mean, I think that there's a performative element to it, which is, uh, I think, uh, really is in sync with the way that uh, large scale kind of networked or community um, uh, projects uh, evolve. And that is, you know, there's a a kind of a real time reactive well, there's a benefit to being very reactive in real time. So uh, in the same way that a performer would interact with the, the audience or the climate of the audience or a DJ would, would assess the, the, the mood of the crowd, uh, to some extent, I think that that's, that's just the nature of the business uh, is that you have to uh, you know, adjust uh, yourself in response to what's going on. So in that sense, it's definitely performative. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you're, but, you're, but, uh, but also playful. I guess maybe it's the playfulness that feels like there's a little wink, like Color Wars. There's a little right, right. wink going on. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, sort of, I mean, I, I think that that, you know, the wink is what makes life worth living. I, uh, there's uh, there's always that little something extra right. uh, that that makes things uh, exciting and fun. And I think that that, uh, you know, sense of playfulness uh, is is what draws me to other people. And it draws me to the media that I love and, and the, the performers that I love and even the businesses that I love. Uh, so. So it's certainly something that I that I try to uh, capture in some sort of way, and that's uh, you know in a sense it's kind of always trying to find uh, that one additional thing. Once you've solved the kind of core constraint of a project or a, or a company or a platform, it's sort of uh, in real time trying to find that one little spark uh, that that, that uh, you know that makes it that makes it worthwhile. 
over the past uh, five years, I'd just be curious of your opinion of where social media and the web is going. Because, you know, even though five years doesn't seem like a lot of time, a lot has happened. So um, since it's been that long since we talked to you, uh, what's your opinion on where things have gone and where they're going? Uh, well, I, I mean, it's that's it's almost... Uh, to the point where I'm not even sure whether you can answer that question. I mean, it's certainly, uh, you know, you can't really talk about the web or mobile or anything like that without talking about social uh, to some extent. So uh, it, it has, it has uh, rightfully, I think, dominated the conversation completely to the point where, uh, you know, um, you know, it's it's hard to even think about a project in any other way. Um, the dominance of Facebook is, you know, has has a little bit uh, taken me off guard. Uh, how how powerful uh, that has become, and and also not just uh, from a cynical standpoint, but also from the, the point of view of uh, what you know, what an amazing. A uh, number of opportunities that it's presented for folks. I mean, on, on the developer side and uh, and uh, and for for single users. Um, so, it, I, I mean, I think that there's always going to be positives and negatives that we could talk about in all of that. But, but you know, overall, it's been a pretty big feeling of excitement. I mean, there's like philosophical questions that come up that I'm just kind of like, you know, constantly uh, confused by and and, and think about. Uh, like what? Uh, well, just in terms of, you know, uh, I, I probably deserve a nerd star on this, but, you know, there's this sense, there's a, uh, you know, Foucault, when he wrote about uh, how uh, the, the psych, psychology changed or psychiatry or psychology changed the way that we think about the, the, the world in that, uh, you know, crazy people were once thought to have some sort of a, a, a bridge to the world around them, a connectedness in a way. And then the second that modern science kicked in, uh, you know, they were just looked at as crazy. So this this connection that we had to the world, this sort of connection to spirituality and things like that, uh, in a wink of an eye disappeared. And, and, and the eye, the, the sort of lonely singular eye, uh, became the dominant uh, uh, way of, of conceiving of the world. And I just sort of wonder now with with people naturally grabbing their their cell phones to text someone anytime anything sort of happens in their life whether you know we're drifting back to a, a more sort of sense of universality uh which i'm not totally a part of you know i mean i'm, I'm one or two generations removed from that uh uh in a way um so yeah it's 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 something that i've thought about quite a bit and that's why you're pulsing in front of me Oh, you found the magic spot. You found <laughs> For the magic. listeners, that's an image going back. Now, um, about.me and flavors.me, we've interviewed flavors.me, uh, which just got sold for umpteen billions of dollars. No, not that much, but just got sold to uh, AOL, right? Was AOL? Yahoo. Somebody. Uh, and there's and there's about. No, about.me got sold. Flavors.me is out there. Was this inspired by those two, which were really all about creating a profile page on the net? Man, you really have to stop it from doing that. That's uh, I can't say that's you've, you've caught the you've caught. Well, you just gotta like make it not full screen. But I, I mean, I don't mind it uh, so much now. It's slightly sexual. Um, <laughs> it's just disturbing on my. But end. when you go full screen on yeah. Chrome, it does in fact pulse. I don't know why. It's a Chrome bug. Uh, so I say no. It's not. Uh, thank you very much for attributing that bug to the browser. I appreciate that. In fact, everything that's wrong with the site is attributed. Yes, to Yes, it's the browser's fault. I'm going to give you a star for that. Uh, uh, so, well, I mean, uh, the um, so the, the concept for the site and and you know the the 
uh, fundraising and everything like that happened before I was aware of uh, about.me. But I will say that uh, about.me's beautiful, lush uh, background uh, image uh, certainly was uh, one of the inspirations for for our taking big full screen uh, I- images. And I think it's a it's a, it is a really wonderful aspect to that site. Um, I thought you were mocking but, us, to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I'm not. I have an about dot me page. Um, uh, Does it yeah, pulse too? Yes, everything pulses in my life. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, yes. Um, something about pulsing. There would be a good joke there, but I have none. No, why make a um, joke? I think it. The joke makes itself. So let me go yes. see your about dot me site. Well, it's but, your, you know, uh, I think I think it's about your hair. Really, is what it's about. Oh, no, there's the rest of you. Oh, yeah, I do. I think he kind of hits on something when he says, you know, I thought you were joking. Because I I feel like that with some of the stuff you do, I never know if you're serious or not. And that's why off the top of uh, the interview I had said to Leo, well, with Star.me, you know, I just I have to hear, you know, why you got involved and, um, you know, what it's all about and what it means to you, too. Because I feel like, you know, I I never know if you're just going to come out and say, ha ha, that was just a joke. It's the eyes. Stupid people. (laughs) It's the eyes. It's the serial killer eyes that really. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, so no, it, it isn't a joke. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's certainly I'm not making fun of uh, about me and the choice to have a full screen background image that is fully scalable, by the way, uh, <laughs> and, and looks quite beautiful. Um, the uh, it's the browser's fault. I'm telling you. The um, uh, well, so so one thing that you know in the intervening years. Uh, the last uh, two or three years, uh, uh, this is something that I summarized on a, in a recent uh, uh, TED uh, video, which is online, um, is that I did a whole series of um, uh, projects uh, that were specifically about trying to uh, look at a, a lot of, uh, you know, harder to capture emotions uh, in online spaces. Um, and I, you know, they, I think there are harder to capture emotions in real life spaces too. But uh, since a lot of our lives are being lived virtually now, uh, the question was: uh, to what extent can I, you know, uh, get them going in that in that place? Uh, and certainly, you know, people get them going uh, without my help too. Um, and that included something like uh, the pain pack, which is, uh, is it's a project where uh, people had called in with some emotional pain. And then I had DJs chop up uh, the, the voicemails and, and create these uh, sound libraries for other DJs to make music out of. Uh, there's a song called The Chill Out Song, uh, which was a project uh, where a number of people came together and created a song for a woman who had anxiety. A song called Aww. Scared, which was written for uh, a, a young girl whose father had written me, telling, asking me to, to write a song about being scared that would help her um and there's a whole series of these projects so i became really interested in that and uh you know those are uh not not uh, completely without humor but they're they're certainly uh authentic in their intent um so star at me uh is you know the the core the core of it anyways is is an extension of that premise in that uh you know i think that there you know there's something to be said for uh, telling people how great they are and, and uh, kind of uh, explicitly uh, making that gesture and, and trying to make it a little bit easier uh, to do that. And, and, you know, in kindergarten, we got stars for, for almost everything we did. And, so, and somewhere along the line, that kind of just went away. Um, and, and, you know, 
I mean, I think that the the playfulness of the site and, and everything like that, there's there is some natural built in humor. I mean, you're looking on the screen right now. Uh, we did a, an overkill uh, uh, Valentine's Day star, which is sitting there uh, on the desktop, which is that crazy unicorn one. Uh, <laughs> we did a, a series of five different Valentine's Day stars. Some of them were sort of hipster uh, uh, paper craft. Uh, but that one um uh, I love it. was the most popular by far. Oh, I love uh, so, you know, there, there's a, there's a little bit of a wink in some of this stuff, but on the other hand, that's sort of what makes it fun. Now, how do we get uh, an account? Cause it's a closed beta right now, right? It, well, it, it, it's a, it's a semi closed beta. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, which means that it is invite only. Um, uh, so it, you can get an account. Number one, anyone can just uh, go ahead and request a username right there in the orange text uh, right above. Uh, if you request a username, you can just uh, type it in. And we've been giving out accounts uh, quite frequently um, as we you know, go through this sort of iteration phase with the first uh, phase of the game. Uh, and the other thing is to just uh, you know, have somebody who's already in the system uh, send you an invite. Oh. Um, which, and, which uh, neither I would hasten to add, neither Amber nor I are in the system, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, but well, Zay I, is I, obviously I am. <laughs> um, but, uh, I the, think the, it's the, you know what it reminds me of uh, about dot me, but with a great sense of humor and fun and playfulness, and everybody loves stickers. Uh, yeah, so there's I mean basically it's it well. Uh, the, the mechanics of it uh, kind of unfold uh, in front of your eyes. And that's sort of what's fun about being part of the, the early beta uh, is that it's, you know, it's a social network meets the social game. So the, the, the stars uh, are kind of earned through different kinds of activities. You had opened a set before. There's uh, sets that you have to kind of uh, figure out how to unlock um, and create. But the, the mechanic is, is that, you know, you have to receive stars from other people in order to, to play the game. Uh, so it's it's super social and fun, and there's a whole bunch of surprises that are coming out in the next uh, couple of weeks, um, and we're we're really excited. We have some really fun partners that are going to be uh, part of it, and so these these are virtual gifts to some extent, but they're they're uh, about to become very rich virtual gifts. Yeah, because each one has a message. So and, yeah, that's, and comments that's, these too. Are, these are these are message stars yeah. uh, at uh, at the moment, um, uh, but uh, yes. So, I, so I, you, so just for people who who, who aren't there, because I mean, you, and you can go to star.me slash z e f r a n k and see Zay's site. You don't have to be a member to do that. And if you click on a star, you get a message, and then some of the messages have comments. So there's, so it's very social. It could almost be yeah, like Twitter, is, right? It's, it's, that's this is certainly the the, the baseline functionality uh, of this platform is sending people stars and uh, saying uh, different kinds of things that are facilitated by uh, you know different kinds of uh, gifts in the give a star uh, if you click give a star you'll see that there's I mean you're, you're I, well, I don't know I won't oh, see anything see because fortunately I'm not a member there's, <laughs> exactly I really apologize no for no that. I, I don't no 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 because if I remember then I would be harassed for uh, invites so that's okay. But no, I, can, I think that there's going to be a lot of demand for this because it just looks like fun. Hmm. It certainly is fun. Um, yeah. So uh, and it'll it'll be it'll be fun to watch it unfold. Uh, we have some really uh, fun stuff coming out uh, in time for uh, South by Southwest. Uh, oh, that, uh, yeah. A bunch of folks, uh, uh, even if you're not in the beta, will be able to enjoy. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. But even you- the FAQs are fun, which is uh, my. <laughs> 
I'm reading through the FAQs as uh, we're uh, chatting about this and uh, I'm guessing maybe you wrote them. Where are my friends is a question. Oh, that is a sad question. It makes me sad as I type this. Maybe they are hiding. And... uh, Yeah, and uh, they're also called the F FAQs, which which uh, because I wrote them before there were any questions, so they're the fake, uh, frequently asked <laughs> questions. <laughs> Actually, uh, we'll definitely be updating it. It's a promise. Um, the, as as actual questions really start to to to, to become frequent, um, uh, I love then, this. I can't wait. This looks so much fun. It's so much fun. So, how do you like LA now that you're there, Zay? Because I think that's what was going on when we talked to you last as you were about to move. I uh, I don't think so. No? I, I only uh, moved about uh, two years ago. I keep, I keep totally guessing. We, I keep guessing. Well, we can completely reverse engineer okay. our last uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think you were just about to move into the Muppet studio. That's exactly I, right. So I believe you have. And poor Jim Henson that. had a heart attack when he heard about it. It was very sad. Oh, oh. that is very, that's very sad. tasteless. Tasteless and sad. Well, I've. I've kind of, I've hit them all now. That's good. Uh, but I, have you noticed that I have a great radio voice? Have you, have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. He does. He uh, does. Yes, love LA, love LA. Let's go back to that shot of Please. you. Please, I'll just edit the rest of that out. I just, I want to see the shot of you again. Let's go back to that. Okay. Oh, dude, that's a just absolutely incredible. It, it really looks like you are a child that never grew up. <laughs> it's lifelike. It's a lifelike. Yeah. Me, it's absolutely incredible. Your when, clock when I put on my best. Ecuadorian hat, or I'm sorry, Paraguayan hat, it actually even looks more like that. I'm glad Thank that you. you cleared up that it's an Ecuadorian. Uh, we wouldn't want to make that mistake. because Oh, uh, you just came back from a vacation. Yeah, I was in, uh, well, look, and I have a sweater to prove it. Here we go. Was, <laughs> Leo gets distracted very easily, Say Thanks <laughs> a lot. What were we talking about? <laughs> that that yep. is amazing. For people who are listening, Leo has just put on a beautiful sweater from his uh, South America trip and uh, a really nice hat. And he's probably going to pass out any minute after <laughs> bouncing on his ball too long. <laughs> so you look like you look like a fancy bear. <laughs> I am a fancy bear. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Zay. Uh, you, 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 you I love, it, frankly, your childlike uh, take on life and your sense of joy and humor. And it's fun. And people should watch your uh, your uh, TED talk because that's really fun, Zay Frank's mm-hmm. web playroom. Definitely. Hopefully, it's not another five years till we talk to you again. No. Yeah, I hope long. not. I hope not. Let's make it an everyday thing. Let's sure. just do it. Let's just go for it every actually, week. Actually, you're right, Amber. It was 145 episodes ago. A lot wow. of water under the bridge. Wow. Yeah. I like how we're just making up what happened that day. Leo and I were in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Last time, last time we talked to you, you were going in for surgery to remove the lower half of your body. <laughs> and it worked. Just, yes. That's, right there. This is all of me. This is it. <laughs> There's nothing. No more. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, real pleasure to talk to you guys. And I'm going to invite the both of you Please. into the platform, yes, which you. means everyone who's listening, you can pester them for invites. Oh, they have unlimited invites. Oh. Uh, and oh. I would just literally flood them. He didn't get the memo, Leo. Oh! <laughs> no, I always join everything when we interview people as we as we talk to them. So I have applied for an invitation. So you'll find Leo Laporte in there. And I'm sure Amber will be in there momentarily. I'll be doing the same. If I haven't, I think I might have already. But I'll I'll do it again. Say great talking to you. Good talking to you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Star.moi is the address if you would like to uh, participate. And sign Leo, up I don't even invite. know where to go now. Huh? I mean, with the with our conversation, <laughs> there's nowhere to go. 
It's the hat. Is it the hat or is it the sweater or is it is it the ensemble? <laughs> hey, speaking know. of ensembles, uh, in just a second, one of the people that uh, we talked about, I think interviewed, just got yes. sold. We are good at getting these startups acquired so they can be incredibly wealthy. I know. And I just, I don't know how come we can't do it ourselves. But that's well, another like, matter. Let's talk about that. We give credit to Eileen because I believe that she booked. She's the uh, smart. Don't say. This. That's called tease because right now. Oh. I want to talk about FreshBooks. You know, you you told me about FreshBooks. You still use FreshBooks, right? Uh, not only do I use FreshBooks, but I will say that since I started using them about a year and a bit ago, they have totally straightened out my financial life. I do a lot of invoicing uh, because basically running a small business and it makes it super, super simple for me to invoice, keep track of all you know money coming in, money going out, um, expenses, all of the clients that I work with. It's just so streamlined and it's in one place, all kind of saved in the cloud. They also have mobile applications and my accountant loves it because I, at the end of the year, I appear to be very organized because of fresh books. Mm-hmm. You know, I used it myself when I was a solo entrepreneur, but then eventually I got people. And let me tell you, it's cost me an awful lot to replace the FreshBooks functionality. I have five, like four or five people doing all of this invoicing now. But uh, if you're getting started, actually, you could run a pretty big business with FreshBooks. It's the oh, easy could. online invoicing service. Great for freelancers. It gets you. It make, makes your, makes your um, invoices very professional looking. But more importantly, I'm sure to you, it gets you paid faster. Makes oh, it-, it definitely does. You can send reminders. You can, you know, just do stuff so easily. Invoicing for me used to be a real pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things I never wanted to do. Mm-mm. And now with FreshBooks, I kind of enjoy going in there, seeing what clients have already paid. If they haven't, if it's past 30 days, I can easily send them a reminder. You know, uh, updating information is super easy. And just, it, it just, you know, it takes, like, the only thing I'd say is it can take takes all of the pain out of invoicing and running your business. And I think everybody needs that so they can actually focus on running their business. Yeah. I liked it because some of my clients wanted hard copy. They wanted, uh, you know, a, a, an invoice by mail. They can do that. Some of them for the uh, email. They can do that. They can do both. Um, and it's very easy for clients to pay. And that's really kind of the secret to getting paid faster. They can uh, they can use a credit card. They can use PayPal. There's actually 11 electronic payment services available. Uh, so they don't have to cut a check and put it in the mail and mail it back to you. Uh, automated late payment reminders for follow-up. If you do time tracking, if you invoice by the hour like a lawyer or, uh, you know, professional services, yeah, it does that. Does it have a separate application? You do it online? How do you do it? You can do it within your FreshBooks account. So for example, at, at my company, MGI Media, there's actually six of us in the company. And so within FreshBooks, we can keep track of how much time we're spending on certain projects. So if I go, you know, we just had a conference call this morning with a client. I want to go in there and say, I just spent an hour on that call and bill it towards that client. Then our accountant, the person who manages everything is able to um, make sure that all of that information, you know, is up to date. And it, it's just really super easy for users to actually manage as well. You may be asking, well, what if I'm on the, you know, in the road, there's an iPhone app that lets you time track time and invoice from the iPhone even. So two million people have been using FreshBooks since it started since you told me about them in two thousand four. And you can try it for free today. Sign up for FreshBooks for the for three of your clients. So if you're a freelancer or a small business, this is a great start. Uh, it takes about a minute to set up an account. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash night. Actually maybe it's an offer code. Yeah it is. Just go to freshbooks.com and when you sign up, they'll ask you for a uh, an offer code. And we'd appreciate it if you used N-I-G-H-T to do that. I love this update right on the front. 47 seconds ago, someone in Georgia got sent an invoice. I 48 know, seconds ago, really so, someone in New York tracked their time. 
This yeah, a ton really of businesses funny. are using That's it. So, so it's great. just, I mean, it's totally trustworthy and it will really just change the way that you manage money coming in and out. You could also call them toll-free, 866-303-6061. If you do invoices, you really ought to do fresh books. All right, we do have a few more sites I want to get to before uh, TNT, which is coming up in just a little bit. Tom Merritt with some tech news. Let's start uh, by... Uh, Talking about a hot look. That was the site we interviewed. Eileen got it for us. It's a what, what, It was a shopping site, right? Yeah, essentially it's a kind of a high-end shopping site. So you're sent deals based on you liking certain brands. And um, it turns out that uh, they or Nordstrom has just agreed to acquire the company for $270 million, Leo. Whoa! <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's the hat making my head hot or the, that number. $270. and the sweater, I know. $270 million, uh, you know, just uh, amazing. And it's become so popular. I subscribe to the newsletter, so I do get lots of deals that have come out. Um, and uh, a great success story. Uh, and, uh, you know, yet, yet another web company, Leo, who we've interviewed, like you said. And uh, they have become uh, not an overnight success, but definitely a huge success. Now, we've been using Skype today. Uh, had some problems with Andy, and I thought maybe it was because of the record number of users yesterday on Skype. I know. This was amazing. I just read this stat um, that a record 29 million people, just a little bit more than that, actually, were logged into Skype at the same time on Monday. Um, just phenomenal. I can't even imagine that many people using Skype, but it just goes to show you how popular it is. Funny enough, I was using Skype to talk to my parents who are in Eastern Europe right now, and uh, I guess, obviously, I was not the only one. I was joined by almost 30 million people at the same time. So that is a record for them. I actually used Skype when I was in, um, I think it was Montevideo, Uruguay. Uh, and uh, I needed to call the office. I spent 40 minutes talking uh, to Lisa and uh, talking about, you know, a bunch of business stuff that had to be done. And it cost me nothing, like a few cents. I was doing it from the iPhone because I found Wi-Fi somewhere. We were in a coffee shop. It's amazing. I've been using Skype a lot on my iPhone, actually, which has been just awesome to be able to, you know, especially if you can jump onto Wi-Fi and, and kind of, you know, actually walk around and show people where you are and just have a little fun with it. So um, just absolutely love it. Uh, also, our site of the night, I have to mention this quickly, Leo, because I think that you will like it. Uh, it's called Twistory. I don't know how you pronounce it, but that, I'm guessing at this. Uh, Twistory.net. And what it does is, you know, those times when you send out something on Twitter, maybe it was a few weeks ago and you think, uh, you know, a few weeks later, you think, okay, I remember I sent that out on Twitter. It was a link to something, but you can't find it. This takes all of your tweets and maps them out in your favorite web calendar so that you will know when you sent different information out, different tweets out on the site. And for me, this is really useful just to get a sense of you know my timeline of sending out messages. And I'm always thinking back to something I sent out and I can never find it again. So this tool allows you to do that. Wow, it's pretty, it's pretty thorough, isn't it? Look at this. It's really thorough. So I can add it to my iCal, my Google Calendar, or others. It gives you a chart of the last few days, the last few months. It shows your history. This is pretty cool. And if you've, pretty- if you've done like I did, if you've just traveled. Now, this is free, but there is a paid version. It's free. I believe it's free for 30 days, if I'm correct. But they eventually will want to charge you $1 a month, which is pretty uh, reasonable, that's I nothing. think. So that's I'm going to turn off all my other uh, calendar things and turn on... Twistery, and so it's adding it. So it's going to index it, and it's going to add it. And so my Google Calendar will have my tweets. It's kind of fun. By day. That's amazing. I love it. 
you know, just to get a sense of, it's almost like an online diary too, you know, Love aside that. from remembering links you, that you sent out, it's just a cool way to present that information. I mean, I can imagine even wanting to share information like that on my website or something just to say, you know, here's my tweets by date because you could almost see news trends that have happened and you're talking about certain topics and uh, it's really fun. So uh, I thought you'd like that one. Let's get our video of the night and then we'll scram out of here. All right. So uh, LinkedIn, I don't use it all that much. I know it's really helpful for a lot of businesses. Uh, they've just produced a uh, series of six videos that are kind of supposed to be sort of 1980s style videos where they're talking about what LinkedIn does and why it's good for you and, and particularly uh, your business, uh, especially if you're a small business. So they're kind of fun videos to get you a sense of how LinkedIn works. Good. So this would be an introduction to LinkedIn if you wanted it. It's a really good one. Yeah, they All did right. a nice job with the videos. So this is episode two, You and Your Customers. As we watch, let me tell you, Amber MacArthur, it's great to be back. Thank you for doing the show with us. You can catch Amber on her blog, AmberMac.com, her Twitter account, Amber Mac, or is it Amber MacArthur? Amber Mac. It's all Amber Mac now, right? Yes, it's all Amber Mac. I've lost the Arthur. Arthur's gone. There's no Arthur. No Arthur. <laughs> and Arthur, Arthur, she is an Arthur. She wrote this book, Power Friending. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that you're was a back, Leah. Bad Leo. pun. And uh, the Arthur of that is Amber Mack. It even says that on the side. It doesn't say Amber MacArthur. You just dropped the Arthur uh, universally. Sometimes I bring it back, but. Uh, Who needs an Arthur? Yeah, I'm losing it. That's mostly. interesting. I yes. didn't, you know, I just noticed that on the book. It's Amber Mack that wrote the book. I know. They liked it because they thought that was more kind of my brand. You know, people it know is. Amber Mack. When they say Amber MacArthur, some people are like, huh? Who is that? <laughs> and we mentioned this before. I just love the cover because it's random Twitter followers. Yeah, they were, met me in a warehouse and. Uh, <laughs> Didn't do anything weird and made it onto the cover, fortunately. Isn't that great? Power Friending, available at Better Bookstores Everywhere. It's how to use social media. Boy, it'd be nice. Next, when you come, you're going to come visit, and then I can get a I little, am in a few months. right here to, uh, to Leo. I, I think I remember working with you once. Something once like, or twice. Something like that would be fun. Yeah. Thank you, Amber. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Net at Night. And now, thanks, Leo. Without further ado, how the heck does LinkedIn work? You by FedEx. LinkedIn's Timeless Guide to Small Business Success. Episode 2, You and Your Customers. So now you're a small business owner looking to build strong relationships with your customers. Let's meet Alice and take a look at her business, an independent bakery. Sure smells good in here, Alice. Now you've got to get the word out. Well, that's one way to go, but you can reach more people from a different